It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. For the love of Pete, it's something you might say when your car gets damaged, but that won't get you the help you need for your vehicle. As someone named Jake, what you should be saying is something that can actually help. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. For help filing your claim 24-7, whether it's on the phone, online, or on the award-winning State Farm mobile app, however you choose. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Nine forty-eight in the morning. Good God. Hello, how's it going? Welcome to episode number 627 of Locked On Raptors for Saturday, December the 21st. I am your host, Sean Woodley of RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter as always at WoodleySean. Find the show at Locked On Raptors. We can find links to every single episode of the podcast. And of course, please make sure you're checking out the Locked On Podcast Network where we have team-focused shows for all 30 NBA teams. We've got all 32 NFL teams covered as well. About 27 or 28 NHL teams are on the go too. And we got national shows from the Locked On NBA national show to Hollinger and Duncan to Locked On Fantasy Hockey. There's so much stuff for you to check out, so please do that. Subscribe, rate, and review uh, all of the shows that you want to support. It's very, very helpful for rankings and algorithms and all that good stuff, and uh, thanks in advance for doing that. All right, on today's show, on this special Saturday edition of the podcast, we'll talk a little bit about the game against the Wizards last night where the Raptors won. It was nice. Kyle Lowry was very good. The team of two point guard dads and a bunch of erratic weirdos got it done against the Wizards after uh, almost blowing it in the fourth quarter. But mostly we're going to talk today about a pair of videos that our friend Serge Ibaka has posted over the last couple weeks. We somehow missed the latest How Hungry Are You? Uh, And maybe I'm not so surprised after having watched it. We'll get into that in a sec. Uh, There was one back on December 4th. And there's also a new video out that dropped Thursday with Serge Ibaka and Fred Van Vliet, the first episode of Avec Class, Serge Ibaka's new fashion show, which uh, I think might be in the running as Serge Ibaka's best YouTube offering. But joining me to talk about all of that and uh, a lot more is uh, our pal, Katie Heindel. Katie, what's up? Not much, man. Still recovering. I have to say, you sound much more, um, you're like less bloodthirsty than you were the last time <laughs> <laughs> we, we talked. Yeah, I, I let the competitive juices get the best of me in our draft episode, and in the aftermath as well, when I stuffed the ballot of the vote with all six Twitter accounts I run. Uh, oh my god! <laughs> and I still I came third. Yeah. I oh st- my god! <laughs> I'm sad. I I feel like the outcome was perfect because I would have felt bad. I think I said to someone, I would have it would have been a crime to lose to the next eyebrows. Yeah, yeah. I mean to win, so I felt like it was good to win, like to beat you, but yeah. not to. <laughs> no, karma came for me. I was a just a tyrant in the draft, and <laughs> then I tried to rig the election, and I came third as a result. So. I've learned I mean, my lesson, I think. admitted it. Respect to that. Hey, yeah. No uh, no investigation needed here. Uh, I'm a trash pig, and I'm happy to say that. Um, so <laughs> we'll, we'll get to Avec Class and the new How Hungry Are You. Uh, not that new. It's like three weeks old at this point that we somehow missed. I don't know. Like, Serge is not posting enough about it, I don't think. It's hard to uh, keep up. Um, so we'll talk about that. We'll talk about the Avec Class episode. But first, we should quickly hit on the Raptors game from last night. 122-118 over the Washington Wizards at home in the first game without Pascal, Gasol, and Norman Powell. And honestly, the, it was kind of fun to watch. The, the Raptors did a good job. Kyle and Fred kind of led the show, and the rest of the team is just sort of a bunch of oddballs. And th- they got it done, even though they almost gave it away late in the game. Did you have any takeaways from uh, last night's game, Katie? It's like the blood game. <laughs> there were a lot of like weird um, injuries that I didn't, not injuries, just like on court injuries that I didn't like. Um, mostly like 
Ochi get getting his nose bashed mm-hmm. multiple times. Um, but it was a good game. Like I, I mean, Larry, Larry came out exactly as I kind of anticipated he would, mm-hmm. um, as he does in these situations. Uh, OG was amazing. Serge had a good game. Serge had a couple missteps, <laughs> <laughs> um, but overall, you know, pretty happy. And then there were some like funny candidates that I you know, did not expect the most from, but they, they brought it, like Pat McCaw. Patrick McCaw, still, it's Three always... <laughs> Patrick McCaw. Almost Why Bill Russell. Yeah, almost Bill Russell per Nick Nurse. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, McCaw still, it's a stunner anytime he actually shoots. There's so many times he's just like, I could shoot here, but I'm not gonna. And it adds a a certain air of unpredictability to the offense after, you know, typically someone standing wide open on the wing would just put that up. But now it's like a whole choose-your-own-adventure with Patrick McCaw. And uh, get used to it, I guess, because he's not going anywhere. And honestly, I'm... Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. I'm just... Honestly, I'm starting to see what Nick Nurse is saying about him a little bit more. And maybe it's just because he keeps saying that he's good, even though I don't believe it. And I'm just being talked into it, but I'm, I'm starting to see a little bit more and, and I'm more okay with the idea of Patrick McCaw than I have been. Uh, he looked like extremely cold when he made that late game three. <laughs> he looked like, I was like, I didn't know Pat McCaw could look like that after a shot, <laughs> you know, like that cold and like assured. Yeah. And then like, Jack was going on and on and talking about, like, you know, there's a difference between confidence <laughs> and commitment. And, like, commitment is when you know that the ball is going in. And when he was <laughs> talking about, like, between Fred and Pat McCall, because Fred's shot looked a little bit off. Yeah. Which I'm not really concerned about, you know, like, his first game back, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But then I thought, you know, let's not get carried away and be like, Pat McCall's the one. <laughs> <laughs> that has that like bloodthirsty. <laughs> hey, maybe they'll show it again like, from the game to game, but three rings it yeah, only true. suggests uh, a bloodlust and a championship <laughs> guile that cannot be matched on this roster right now. Um, uh, I, I thought it was a fun did, game. They did uh, almost throw it away, as you said. They sure did. Um, but like, <laughs> I feel like most of the games over the next little while are going to be like that, where they'll have stretches of the game where the offense produces next to nothing and they'll just be kind of hanging by the, the their their alligator claws. Um, that's a teaser. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> the Wizards, though, have, like, a few of these annoying guys. Like, do you remember when Ish Smith played for Detroit? He would always be trouble yeah. for the after too weirdly. Like, he's just one of those guys. Yeah. Like, um Ian, like, Ma- Mahini, like, is also, oh, I'm glad he didn't play that much, because he's also, like, a troublesome Raptors dude. Mm-hmm. David Bertans, I will say, no offense, David Bertans, but I didn't know you were missing the top half of one finger. <laughs> and there was a point in last night's game where he started bleeding, I guess, from his finger. Oh. But he was, like, had it in his mouth, and then they brought it down, and they had it zoomed in on his face. And I was like, did he just lose <laughs> I bet like he had just locked it in the game. I didn't like, know this was this a thing either. What blood, blood bath? Davis Bertan's um, finger. Yeah, like the Oh, the he got top, Gerald Green. One of his ring fingers is missing. Yeah, he got Gerald Greened. Mm. That's a shooting hand too. Yeah. Do you so think he, he did like, it? On... He's also annoying, but he yeah. was bleeding freely. And he was bad yeah. last night too. He he missed a bunch of shots. He missed a bunch, but he was just like relentless. Like he was just like kept kept coming back around. Bradley Beal started to get like his excited Bradley Beal, so I was worried near the end. Mm-hmm. You know, he like slaps the floor and starts to chat. Yeah, front runner Bradley Beal is the best player in the NBA. <laughs> God, he loves when they to, he loves to orchestrate a run that takes his team from being down sixteen to being down eight. <laughs> He's on fire. Yeah. Uh... Um, so yeah, it, it was like it, it was. I think I hope it alleviated a lot of people's concerns. Yeah. Mine too. Like I think we all got extremely bleak, like rightly so, with like the news of all the injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it was like a good steadying game for that to just see like, okay, wait, like 
yeah, they've been in this position before where they have to get really weird as hell, and they're they're good at it now because they've been so practiced. Unfortunately, this year, mm-hmm. like doing these really strange lineups. But I I will say, you know, there are some games coming up that are going to be tough. Like that, the Mavs game is not going to be as easy as this one. No, I mean they they don't have Lucas, so that should be a nice mm-hmm. you know sort of soft part of the schedule. And Chris Tapps sucks, so uh, he does suck. He yeah, does suck on all but different levels. Some, like, on, there's like some outliers on that team that could could cause some trouble. Same with this. It's like, yeah. is it going to be another Ish Smith game? Ish Smith was nine for nine. <laughs> yeah, Ish Smith against the Raptors is it's ridiculous. Yeah, he's like a, a high-paid assassin. Yeah. Um, so yeah, only against the Raptors. <laughs> I mean, every win they pick up here is gonna like it's just banking any win is gonna be nice, and I don't think the expectations should be terribly high for what the record will be while they're without mm-hmm. all these guys. But at the same time, I mean, it's pretty easy to believe in Kyle Lowry. He's Awesome. Really great last night. And uh, sort of, I think, emphatically confirmed the thesis behind your piece for Uprox yesterday about how... Nice it was, nice yeah, Thank you. Uh, <laughs> very, very good piece. Read it, everybody. Um, just sort of about Kyle and his sort of leadership and how there's really no doubt that he's going to sort of take the reins here and put the team on his back because he's done it, you know, numerous times in the past. And, you know, he hasn't been called to do this for a couple years because Kawhi was there last season and he was able to sort of take a step back and be his more playmakery, off-the-ball type of self. And this season he's had to do more and he seems pretty up to the task. And, look, it's you, there's certainly going to be a limit on how effective they can be with a 33-year-old point guard running everything and being the source of everything that happens that is good on the team. But it's... Uh, it's going to offer a real great opportunity here over the next month or so to, you know, have your appreciation of Kyle Lowry come to the fore. Because, man, he, he, he just, he, he's a baller. He's a badass. He's a motherfucker. He's all those great things. And we're going to see that over the next month here. Serge Ibaka, too. Ibaka was great last night, too. And I, 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 I don't want any of these players to leave. I don't want to have any, like, the time with these guys cut short. And I'm just trying to enjoy every little single thing because... You know, we don't know what the future holds for these guys, and this could be one of the last hurrahs where these guys really have to sort of, you know, take the team by the horns, and I'm going to soak it all up because it's uh, it's pretty damn fun to watch when Serge Ibaka is banging 18-footers on everybody's heads for an entire game, and it's pretty fun when Lowry is uh, is doing Lowry stuff and taking charges and taking names and whipping ass. Yeah. yeah. Quickly, though, I will say that there was, like, it was, like, right at the post came, Lowry was getting interviewed, <laughs> And someone was like, what was a better performance, like your performance tonight or your performance in the ballet? <laughs> but they prefaced that they were like, you know, I don't, I know you don't like the like personal questions. Uh-huh. Um, but his, he just like broke out into the hugest grin and was like the ballet. And I, I honestly think he had like a very good time. Yeah. Doing that. You know what I mean? Like you could see it on his face. He was just like, oh, the ballet. It really took him back. <laughs> uh, I, a Nile point guard. I loved, uh, first of all, great decision to have Matt Thomas shoot the cannon. <laughs> He's very accurate, obviously. Um, weird, like, if you would have told me that any two players on the Raptors were going to do that, like, last year it was Mitch Marner and Austin Matthews from the Leafs who did it, and that makes sense because they're buddies and they're, like, the, the stars of the team. Um, if you had told me that Kyle Lowry, curmudgeonly Kyle Lowry, and Matt Thomas were going to be the ones to do it, I would not have believed you. I would have thought they might have gone like Pascal and Fred or like Serge and someone else. But Kyle well, and Matt Thomas, I will say, perfect. Like, probably they did have a different choice in mind and then injuries happened. Yeah, true. <laughs> and I don't think that, you know, Alex McKechnie would have been too pleased if, like, yeah, they're like, yeah, they don't have to do much, and then they get even more hurt yeah. firing a fake cannon in a clown costume. Yeah, not good for the groin. Uh, no. all, the, all those, all those leaps and uh, all the pirouettes. Jigs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> those, those, just those stretches, putting the leg up on the bar. Uh, not good for the. For so the I groin. think this was like Matt Thomas coming through in the clutch. He was also injured, though. He could have hurt himself well, more with the cannon. <laughs> he's on the road to recovery. He, I didn't see him doing any of the stretches, but mm-hmm. yeah, he could have. He held Lowry for a moment on his back. He could have really hurt himself there. <laughs> the NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up 
with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, all right, let's get into the meat of today's podcast, Katie. Serge Ibaka, couple <laughs> videos to watch. <laughs> yeah, let's start with the alligator meat. Let's start with the, the How Hungry Are You episode uh, with uh, Karuchi Tran and Victor Cruz, the former NFL player. I have never heard of Karuchi Tran before this. Had you heard of Karuchi Tran, and uh, what are, what's your familiarity with her work? Yeah. I have I have heard of her. Okay. Um, I I know I know she was like an actress mm-hmm. and a model. Um, I think didn't she date Chris Brown for a minute? Ooh, I don't know. Um, and they had like a pretty as expected bad relationship. Mm. He was like also a terrible harasser of her, of course. Um, Gross. So she, yeah, so she is she she dodged a bullet there. Um. Otherwise, no, I'm not, like, an avid follower of her career, mm-hmm. but I'm familiar with it. Well, as it's revealed in the episode today, um, she appeared in a movie called Three-Headed Shark Attack. Did you catch that flick? You know, I've never <laughs> seen it. I've seen it, like, on Netflix mm. like, as you, you know, get real deep in the dregs. Um, but no, I've not, I've not watched it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so on today's episode, Serge Ibaka, uh, because actually one of the, the shows Karuchi Tran appears on is Claws, which if I'm not mistaken is a show that comes on before basketball games on like TNT. Um, I, I seem to recall that being a thing that I heard during the playoffs a lot last year. Uh, the, the the dish that Serge Ibaka cooks up today is something new, alligator claws, as alluded to earlier on. Uh, what were your thoughts on the whole cooking process? He actually, let's just play the the video of him cooking it all, and we can kind of uh, go from there. <clears throat> Karushi is on the TV show Klaus. So today I'm cooking alligator claws. <laughs> all right, so let's everybody get in position. Let's get cameras up. Short time, like always. Nice time to boil alligator claws. Ten minutes. So he's just Next. boiling them for ten minutes. Nice. To make things smooth. Always. Olive oil in the pan, extra. salt, pepper. Well, I don't eat pork and I don't eat red meat. So, like, what could it be? And if it's anything too crazy, I probably won't eat it. It's a very good boy. Where <laughs> <laughs> you get claws? Chinatown. Chinatown? Yeah. It was pretty easy. Really easy. Wow. Dude, this is a good meat, bro. <laughs> but I just hope it's not like cow testicles or like, I don't know. Does he cook that kind of stuff? Yes, he does. <laughs> <laughs> so, again, sort of my biggest quibble with the recent run of episodes is the lack of focus on the cooking itself. Uh, not really any recipe behind it. Pretty you know, quick sequencing, just boiled, thrown in a pan, salt, pepper, oil. I guess that's the way he cooks everything, but... That's Serge's way. Yeah. Uh, like, I'm a little bit bored by it at this point. A Serge cookbook would be pretty good. Oh, my God, yes. Because <laughs> it would just be the same preparation <laughs> for most things. <laughs> just make sure, in the, in the steps before, uh, you know, before you start, make sure you... Uh, the point number one is buy herb gloop just so you have it on hand. It's one of the. Well, you know how some have like sections of like stocking your pantry, like yeah. what every cook should have. Yeah. Which is like a giant Costco size <laughs> thing of salt <laughs> and pepper. Uh, yep. That's uh. <laughs> I I'm, I need this book now. Tri- Triumph <laughs> Books, publisher of We the Champs, go buy it right now. Uh, put out a cookbook from Serge Ibaka, please. I would buy the hell out of that, even if I would never cook a single thing in it. Um, so the episode plays out. Karuchi shows up, and then uh, Victor Cruz comes a little bit later on. I found the conversation in this one to not be particularly... It's pretty dull. Yeah, it's not <laughs> it's really boring. interesting. I don't think they do spicy questions. 
No, they don't do spicy questions, but I don't know how you could really like frame spicy questions to these two. Yeah, it just it was not spicy characters. The chemistry does not crackle at all. Uh-uh. It's uh-uh. pretty like it's almost like they've been forced into it. And you heard Karuchi off the top saying, "If it's something really gross, I'm probably not going to eat it." Like that's not a great tone setter for the episode and sort of the the, the guests wanting to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it begins and serves serves up a, an enormous fruit platter for some reason with uh, like three just apples and three not bananas. A, not a platter, just yeah. like a board of fruits just, on it. Yeah, <laughs> it's a board of fruits. Uh, and I don't know what this is supposed to be. Is it like a ruse? Like, oh, this is all you're eating today? It's it, Is it like, all right, let's prime your stomach for what you're about to eat? I, I don't really understand the point of the fruit board. Yeah, this this bit, I think this is the second time they've done it. Mm. It needs like a bit of development or just to be scrapped. Mm. I think it's like, it would be one thing if, if you had the guests like prep, I don't know, like say they're going to have a side salad, which they always seem to have. <laughs> maybe they could like chop some t- little tomatoes, you know, or yeah. like do some prep for the actual meal, like leave that to the guests. But then also they stopped her from doing it. Because she, rightly so, because she's peeling the apple, so she's looking at the apple uh-huh. and the carving knife, and then you can hear the producers be like, there's not enough eye contact, we're going <laughs> to stop this. So, like, why put that segment in? Yeah, like, they kind of made their own bed a little bit there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so then a couple minutes later, Victor Cruz shows up, and, uh, of course, they're dating, uh, and the, the conversation just doesn't really ever kind of find traction they kind of just meander about a few places Karuchi's career Victor Cruz's ESPN aspirations they have him do like a weird like ESPN like evaluation of the Raptors <laughs> which is like okay I don't I don't need that uh, were there any like high points of the conversation for you that stood out no it was really boring it dragged ass um, yeah, it did drag out. It was very boring. I, I mean, like, I don't know. Now that, like, Bleacher Report's doing the show, I imagine they're they're getting pitches from, like, the agents of their guests. Right. To be like, I think they'd be a good fit for the show. Or, like, here, we want you to do a spot with this person. But then they're like, okay, which, maybe, like, where can we fit them within our roster of whether it's, like, video mm-hmm. or, like, editorial video. So I feel like that's why things have kind of, like, taken this turn. I mean, granted if it's given us some amazing best guests so far, like Tiffany Haddish, that's great. But I do think, like, you gotta, like, I mean, I guess Serge says he knows Victor. Mm -hmm. But I didn't feel like they were, like, friends enough that there was, like, a really actually good chemistry. No, they felt like work friends. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. So I think, like, it would be nice to see upcoming guests, like, now that they have, like, the budget and the production value to, to, like, think a little bit more thoughtfully about what guests are coming on the show. Yeah. Um, how they'll actually add to things. Yeah. So th- I think the one good part of the conversation was when Serge was asking Karuchi about his uh, style and mm-hmm. what, what she liked about it. So I'll play that here. I think I found the right spot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Victor, take a seat. We'll get you in a minute. I know Victor for a long time. Yes. He's into fashion too. Oh, yeah. How do you think about my style, what I can change? Tell me something about Serge, like, what do you think I need to change in my style? Do you have a designer that you work with that makes specific... You know, it's, it's hard for tall guys. Right, because I was going to say, you I know, feel like, like have... sometimes yeah. your pants might be a little high. A little high? A little high water-ish. What do you mean high waters? Like, your ankles are showing too much. Like, they're not long enough. Not long enough? No. Look, Victor, look at her pants he's wearing. No, but that's, that's supposed to be like this that. This is stylish, Serge. So that's the high point of the conversation. (laughs) That's really all. It doesn't, and it's not like it's that great. I feel like that was a trick question. I feel like he wanted her to be like, no, no, no advice. Yeah, he wasn't expecting any sort of critique, especially on his pants. Um, I've always thought Serge's short pants look good. Me too. Yeah, um, and Victor Cruz's aren't fitted at all, so they look just kind of like uh, capris. He just looks like he's wearing like a weird pair of like dickies or something. Yeah, like workwear. Work yeah. yeah. So I, I think Serge definitely outdresses Victor Cruz, uh, and outdresses pretty much everybody uh, that we're going to talk about today on the show. <laughs> and so the the conversation goes on. I don't really remember anything that took place. I, I actually just like looked down at my phone during part of it, which yeah, I zoned a little bit. I want to probably bad preparation. <laughs> yeah, 
Um, <laughs> like, at least with the Charlemagne episode, Charlemagne was, like, keeping you engaged with the insane shit he was saying. Mm-hmm. Not really the case here. It was just, like, a conversation. Honestly, the one takeaway take I found is that I found, as much as Carucci and, and Serge didn't have great chemistry, I found Carucci and Victor had even worse chemistry together. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, I believe you texted me. This relationship is not going to last. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was making cracks about like uh, if they have a wedding, Serge is invited, and she just like rolled her eyes and like it seems like that's maybe a point of contention with them already at this point of the relationship. Um, I don't know. I don't want to read too much into it, but that was really my only takeaway from the conversation. Let's get to the reveal of the food. Here it is. It's coming. Okay. Is, okay. Okay, it's coming. Right. Uh, so now it's the fun part start. It's coming. Oh no. Okay. <laughs> Who's here? Lovely silverware. Yes. <laughs> Hungry are you guys? Starving. Sorry. Yeah. Look what you did, I cooked. How you got that cows? I like the breaking bad music hit. <laughs> what, what is this, man? I, oh my I, god. This thing's still alive in here, man? No, it's not alive. It cooked that. It cooked what? <laughs> It just twitched. This is a ligadera. Ligadera. Hands. And after we done, you're going to paint your nails. You want me to paint that? Yes, please. Why can't I paint your nails? No, because he got better nails than me. Look. You see how he look? But we don't eat that part anyway. We eat. Yes, we don't eat that part. That's why I have to do nails. Yeah. It looks awful. Nice. So you got a sauce here if you guys want the sauce. Is that fish sauce? Okay, yeah. Yeah. It's called Nook Mom. Nick Mom. No, Nook. Nook. Nook You said Nook Mom. <laughs> well, I just, I just made that sauce because of you. Because no, it's it's bomb. It's good. You know how we do my research before my guests come here. Okay, So okay. you say Nick Mom. Nook Mom. Nook. 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 Sure. Well, yeah. Close enough. Yeah. This is... Oh, I just turned and the nail did something. <laughs> you guys get knives? You can eat it like a chicken wing, yeah. Yeah, chicken wings, bro. Yeah. You want me to shake his hand before I eat it? <laughs> <laughs> bro, we gotta shake his hand. What? All right, you gotta sauce it. <laughs> Let's go. There you go, Vic. Got a little piece. Like chicken, yeah, just try it. Let me see. Let me try my shot. Ah, you see? It's not bad. It's not bad, right? Rice is phenomenal. <laughs> so the honestly, this might be one of the best reactions anyone's had to the food itself, mm-hmm. which is surprising considering uh, Victor was freaking out quite a little bit. That um, he gets into it. Yeah, he kind of he kind of digs it. He kind of strikes me as just like you know he seems like a nice guy and he's like he understands like he's got to eat the food. Yeah, he's yeah. Just like going for it. There was like genuine joy in his face, I think, when he <laughs> when he when he took his first bite, which you don't often see outside of Jonas and the pig's head. I don't think you often see that. Um, they sort of make a nice looking bite to, uh, with some of the fish sauce and the and the rice and the and the alligator meat for uh, Karuchi. She eats it. She doesn't love it. She doesn't really get into it at all. And then the body horror begins. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Here's uh here's what happened next. It's time to the net. Only got alligator stuck in my teeth. Mm-mm. So you gotta get the perfect amount of polish so it's Ugh. not too much. Why are they this doing how you this? Do on your on your show. Yeah. Is this the world's first first alligator manicure? Nice. Ooh, smooth. Okay, do okay. that one red. That one, it do makes... the other one pink. Okay. And then we're gonna do your nails. Mine no. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I like that. You see that? She did it. She's good at it. Oh, what? <laughs> it didn't really gross me out as much as it grossed you out. Oh, I just found it to be really off-putting. Like, oh. <laughs> I'm not putting makeup on my turkey. <laughs> well, the turkey doesn't really have any other parts. I guess, yeah. It doesn't have any places to guzzy up, but... Ugh. Is it that it's like there's something showing from its previous like stage of life? For yeah, you? I think that's probably it. It feels <laughs> like I'm not like a vegan or anything, but this this does feel a little bit disrespectful to the animal a little bit. I don't know. It didn't sit well with me. Just okay. Yeah, like they didn't put makeup on the pig's head. Let's put it that way. 
Um, all right, so how many alligator thumbs up do you give this out of five? No, none. Maybe, nah, maybe like a sideways. Yeah. Would you? So is this better than the Charlemagne episode to you? See, this is interesting because the Charlemagne one, I didn't like. I didn't like it, mm-hmm. but I was more engaged, as you said. So, yeah. like, if we're gonna rank these based on watchability, or like. Which ones we would say like essentially like you could skip this one? Yeah, I think this one is probably the most skippable. I think unquestionably, you know? yeah. Like there's yeah. at least some like spice and controversy in the in the Charlemagne one. Mm-hmm. This was uh, not the best effort, and I, I'm really getting concerned about the direction of the, of the Bleacher Report era. To be honest, oh. um, I, I think they've prioritized too much the the long conversation where there's not much of a plan for the conversation i think the production needs to be a little bit better in terms of serving up topics uh no pun intended and i think the cooking again needs to take back center stage we need the recipe cards on the page we need more sequencing of what's going in to the cooking and i uh and maybe this is because i'm a little bit more swayed by the Avec class premiere, and maybe that's the direction that Serge should be going in with his career. Maybe the the How Hungry You thing has come to an end, but I, I think the yeah this episode is the worst one by far. I think I, like the Charlemagne one was better entertainment wise. This one I give half a painted alligator thumb out of five. I give. I think like I mean you know to that point, if it seems like they have guests on where the conversation might be lacking, they should have some other like. Then they should do the spicy questions, or then they should do some other segment. They should have something else like prepared in case it's like not naturally going to flow. Yeah, like and it's of, clear it's not naturally going to yeah. flow. Of all the episodes, spicy questions would have been the most useful here. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, we can leave that episode of How Hungry Are You in the past. We'll never watch it again. Uh, <laughs> and let's go now to Serge Ibaka and the premiere of his new show, Avec Class. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. So, Katie, I, I, this was a surprise to me to see the trailer drop earlier in the week. Pretty exciting stuff. He's doing a show with Uninterrupted and Holt Renfrew. Uh, so he's you know across a couple web companies now. So that's good for Surge, diversifying the portfolio and all that. Um, and maybe he's also disenchanted with the Bleacher Report direction of How Hungry Are You? I don't know. I'm just, you know, this is just conjecture. So on Avec class it seems like what it's going to be is he's going to bring his pals in to try to dress better than him <laughs> and uh i'm frankly here for it fred van vliet's on this episode so i'm sure it uh spoke to you quite a bit katie yeah before we I get into it. yeah before we get to the nitty-gritty did you have impressions thoughts going in and what did you think of the premiere episode i loved it i mean i thought okay like it's spawn going you know like yeah. and i didn't know i'm glad for like the length of it it was like the perfect kind of like they could have done more with maybe like we can get we'll get more into this but maybe when they like trying on some of the outfits and then he did like went with Fred, if like Fred didn't like them yeah. you know why um anyway but no I thought it was like for what it was it's really good I liked it's like a little bit clunky at times like they have all these kind of arbitrary <laughs> contests <laughs> um that like you know, someone obviously wrote it, and I don't think Serge, I think this was just, like, the first run-through. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he was just sort of, like, reading what the contests were the same time they were doing them. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you get to see, like, the chemistry between him and Fred. It's, like, a much different, like, going from that How Hungry Are You episode to this, like, it's a much different, relate, like, closer relationship, right? Like, you get yeah. to see how he is when he's comfortable and, like, being kind of funny and off the cuff and not just, like, trying to engage people that he doesn't really have chemistry with at all. Yeah. Um, it was nice. Fred see I like how Fred is like a little bit nervous, but like like pretty playful throughout, you know, like he pulls a couple really amazing faces. <laughs> like when Serge isn't looking. Yeah. So he's kinda of like hamming it up for the camera. Yeah. No, it was like it, it's this is a good uh, this is a good little segment. 
Yeah, I liked it a lot. I thought Fred was a good sport about it. I thought the little contests, what we'll get to, were really good. Um, and yeah, just the chemistry crackled in a, a very nice way. I would have preferred, like you said, to see more of, of Fred trying different outfits on. Like maybe do like some sort of hammy bit where like Ibaka sitting in like a big comfy chair and the, the, the dressing room is right in front of him and Fred keeps coming out and then, you know, Bach is going like shaking his head, yes or no, um, something like that. But what we saw is pretty good. So let's get into the meat and bones of the episode. Here is the intro. Hi guys. It's time to work. This is how I guess. Pretty bad me. What I like about first style, he dress, you know, clean, but sometimes it's too simple about fashion. We actually choose some outfit where it's going to be clean, but a little bit more fashionable. And he loves sneakers, so make sure we find some sneakers. Right, you got it? You got that one, right? Okay. Yeah, we just put some some stuff together. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> I love, like, Serge's the mannerisms. Fake, the fake urgency. Yeah, the, like, he looks like a, like a conductor over top of the, the picture, like, the two pictures of Fred's style. Where he's like, we're going to have Fred do this, and we're going to have him do this, and we're going to have sneakers. <laughs> sneakers over here! <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, he looks really into it, and I like the sort of, I hope this is sort of the, the, the model going forward, if they're going to be doing this uh, routinely, is just have, like, the, 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 the briefing of, like, what the fashion sitch is for the guy coming in, and uh-huh. Serge just directing and being the boss, essentially. Very, very good stuff. Uh, then we get to the conversation. What's the conversation they have about Fred style? Here, I think this is it. Hey, welcome, bro. What you got for me today, man? You, you, you know why you're here? You know? No, I don't. I feel like you're up to no good. <laughs> no, 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 no. This, don't worry, don't worry. This is good? Yeah, okay. this is going to be good. Okay. But one of the reasons you're here, you know why? Because I saw one time in an interview, you say <laughs> he just burned me. <laughs> oh, where did you see that? No, did you say that or not? Yes, I said that. You said that? I said that. Okay. When I heard that, I said, wow. When you said that, now we have to see who's really the best dressed. Oh, hold up, hold up, hold up. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. You could have told me to come, like, dress. Like, you already dressed don't worry. already. Just me. Okay, don't worry. I have something for you after that. But for now, I have a few questions for you to ask you. Okay. All right? <laughs> I'm going to start with this picture. <laughs> this is sophomore year of college. Okay. You have to take pictures for media day. They yeah. put your picture in, like, the book and everything. Yeah. This is uh, one of our coaches' suits. So I put the suit coat on, yeah. and I had on shorts underneath, basketball shorts. So you go, you sit in the chair, you take the picture, and then you go about the rest of your day. Well, you know, actually, the suit looks kind of cool. I'm, I'm talking about everything because one hour is different. Now you got girl, you know. You know, I always didn't look this good. You know, it took some time to, to get there. So I didn't say all that. You had some bad outfits. Don't do that. We, oh, we all have the ups and downs. What about the skirt? You got to tell me about <laughs> the skirt. Skirt? I've seen you with some bull****. Office. Let me tell you something, Freddie. The difference between me and you, you dress, right? You dress nice. I don't dress. I do art. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. That's the that's that's the money line right there. Uh, just watching Fred, the, 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 if you aren't clear what just happened there, they were going uh, and looking at Fred's college yearbook uh, and the, the whack-ass suit he's got and the little pencil mustache he's got going. Uh, did that warm your heart to see that older version, a less refined version of Fred Van Vliet? Yeah, but you know I'm very familiar with photos from that era. Yeah, it's true, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't like, oh, I never knew he looked like this. Yeah. I knew. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so they continue on. I'm trying to find the, there's like a 24-second shot clock where they ask him some questions. I think I found it here. Uh, that's sort of the next thing. They, they have Fred go to look at all a bunch of these outfits, and uh, Fred, you know, picks some stuff out. What did you think of the outfit he comes out, he, out with? He's coming out in, like, a, a sweater T-shirt, sort of like a, like a polo-style sweater T-shirt with a big Dolce & Gabbana logo on the front. I think this is a whack-ass look, but what did you think? I like his look. <laughs> I thought he looks really good. Okay. You don't really see him. Like, he looks like it's very tailored. Yeah. It's like a very tailored shirt. Because, like, you know, Fred's a pretty cut guy. Yeah. But it's, like, fitted but tailored so it doesn't look like it's too tight. Like, it's misfitting. He looks, But he looks, like, comfortable. Mm-hmm. I also really like that he comes out and you can tell he, he like, is feeling good in the outfit because he does his little dance. True, yeah. Uh, I like the tailored pants. I like the, like, details that he had with, like, 
think so- the so- it's either he has socks or it's the details at the bottom of the pants. I think it's the bottom of the pants I'm looking at here. Yeah, on the still yeah, shot. Yeah, and then the the shoes that he's wearing. Yeah, I thought he looked. I actually thought he looked really good. Okay, so I, I should re- I should rephrase what I said. I don't think he looks bad. I think <laughs> he looks exactly like Serge described him at the beginning, and uh, <laughs> and sort of exactly how he wanted to change or what he, what he wanted to change about Fred's style. He looks very comfortable as Fred talked about that was most important to him. He looks like he is, you know, just ready to just like lounge around more than anything. And mm. in if the if the game was about outdressing Surge, I think he kind of just got like a, a more expensive version of his regular clothes. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. And I think like, you know, Fred like style more broadly has to do with like where people are most comfortable and then occasionally like pushing those boundaries right yeah yeah. and like trying something new so yeah i think like maybe he could have done and a bit of an accessory bit but that there's something coming yeah that kind of handles that (laughs) and also i'll just say if sergeant baka is like you can get anything you want yeah and maybe you should like layer on a couple more pieces like yeah. I know he said Serge was like short guys can't wear coats. Like, <laughs> I don't really wear coats that much. Like you wear a lot of jackets. And yeah. then Serge was like, Yeah, I think I know why you do that. Short <laughs> guys can't wear coats. <laughs> they can and I think like Fred probably could have maybe he could have like found a cool looking coat to throw over top. Yeah, I mean, Fred's shape, Fred's about as tall as I am. I find a bomber is pretty good for us-shaped dudes. And not to say that I'm anywhere near the shape that Fred is, uh, but just, like, in terms of dimensions, like, a bomber jacket is something I think he could have easily busted out. Um, but, yeah, no, uh, so here's here's the whole reveal, and then we'll get into the 24-second countdown as well. Here we go. Okay, okay. <laughs> Okay. Oh, sir, check me out. You ain't know your boy had this in, did you? I had a couple different things didn't fit, you know, so I had to mix and match. <laughs> not He's bad. very nonchalant about it. Not bad. I mean, for you, it's good. Okay. Let me say this way. It's good for you. Good for me. I'll yeah, take it. Good. I'll take it. Feels good, man. Good. Okay, baby. That's good. I gotta go shopping with you more often. Uh, do you have a black card? <laughs> so, Freddie, we're gonna play this game. It's called Buzzer Around. Okay, you have 24 seconds, like in a game. Alright. What you get bucket? Let's do it. So this is like a bucket, right? Okay, you ready? Your boot line it's called tough. Uh-huh. Right? What will your underwear line be called? Sexy. <laughs> if you are shit on your brand, with another brand, which brand will be? Dolce and Gabbana. Who need this makeover more than you? Chris Boucher, Norm Powell, Pascal. The whole team. <laughs> the whole team needs this. After me and you, it's scary out there. Wow. <laughs> all right. Whoops. So thoughts on uh, all that? Like him saying who needs it? Yeah. Well, first of all, the underwear line. <laughs> oh, I thought that was extremely good. <laughs> I did too. Fantastic. Fred would just call it six. He had it like... just like there. <laughs> yeah. It was so at the tip of his tongue. As soon as he was asked yeah. a question, he knew it. Um, He's so straightforward that, yeah. like, you know, it's not surprising, but it's very funny. I look forward to sexy underwear appearing on the Bet on Yourself website in the near future. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, yeah, he's asked about what guys in the team need to make over more than him. Do you agree with his assessment that the rest of the team is scary outside of him and Serge? I mean... Powell could use something, because, like, case in point, last night, <laughs> I liked Cal- like Powell's bold choice. I liked it. Yeah. But there's something that's just, like, the, it's, like, the fit, or, like, he needs to do, he needs to do a little less. Yeah, the jacket was a little big for Norm, I think, last night. I think that's what threw me off. Well, I think, I was impressed because I was, like, to get a turtleneck on with a sling. Yeah, pretty impressive. <laughs> Yeah. So that's good. And then maybe the jacket's bigger because of the sling. But yeah. if you're going to do that, you don't need, like, the big... You could wear, like, a more demure chain, I think. So, yeah, yeah. yeah, I think Norm could use Norm could use it. Um, probably, yeah, Boucher. I yeah. like how Pascal dresses, but he just kind of dresses like a, like a team skater. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> he, like, kind of reminds me of uh, the kid in Big Daddy. It's just like, oh, I'll put this on in these pants, and then I'm good. And it actually works. <laughs> 
<laughs> but I mean, I guess if this is going to be, if they're going to go through, I don't know if they'll keep doing this with just strictly Raptors roster. Yeah. You know who I would love to see, though he doesn't name? Marcus Gasol. <laughs> mm, yeah. Just get an entire show about the fuzzy sweatpants. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, Gasol. But there's like a few guys that could, yeah, that could use yeah. this for sure. Gasol of all the guys in the team, I think, is the one who dresses like who has the style closest to mine, which is not a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like sometimes he tries it, other days, you know, yeah, he yeah. <laughs> uh, so there's that. Uh, any other notes from Avet class before we wrap up here, Katie? I thought it was really good. I thought it was a lot of fun. The chemistry was great. They do the. Uh, Another contest late in the... Actually, let's just play the contest. So there's two bags. One of them has a fanny pack. The other has a, I guess, a sweater with, like, the score of the Final Four game that Fred's Wichita State lost to Louisville. And the idea was whenever one he picks, he has to take a picture with it. And uh, here, here's the... Uh, here's the here's how it plays out. Five more seconds. Five more seconds, Freddy. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Oh, come on. You know I'm a point guard? Oh, man, that's the good one. Okay. I got vision. What I want you to do is you to take a picture of this one. <laughs> Still give me nightmares, man. What uh, Freshman year, yeah. Final Four. Okay. We're up like 12 or something. Yeah. They come back and beat us to go to the national championship and to win the championship. They did have some scandals that came out after, so technically we should have won that game. But uh, <laughs> you know, Louisville, they they beat us in the in the Final Four. So. That's- so that happened. That was fun. I like that uh, concept. It doesn't translate super well to audio, but I, I do like that concept quite a bit. Um, and I, I hope they continue with the weird, silly games throughout because, uh, like, they should just get more random and weird with it. Like, have like a press your luck board at some point in the whole Renfrew store <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I think like that. That part was cute. I liked how mad Serge got that Fred didn't get the shitty gift. <laughs> like he doesn't try and hide it at all. Yeah. Um, the other thing I will say that I liked about the show is when they're going through. Um, the dudes that dress well in the league. Yes. Uh, and they mention, like, you know, in Fred. Because I was kind of curious. I was like, who does Fred? Like, whether he's trying to emulate them or not. Like, who does he admire in terms of their, like, style? Yeah. Uh, he mentions, like, Dwayne Wade, LeBron, and then... Oh, here. I'll play, I'll play the best third. part. Here it is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Personally, like... Yeah, he do arts. Yeah, yeah. It's good. I, I respect it, but I could never wear the stuff that he wears. But maybe that's why it's good. This is Westbrook he's talking about? No, Tuck, yeah. Tuck's trash, man. <laughs> <laughs> Tuck's trash, man. I like that because I yeah. think PJ Tucker is actually one of the best dressed. Yeah. Sometimes, like, better than Serge for me personally. Right. So, And obviously, they're just, like, ripping on him. Yeah. But, uh, and I will just say of that, I kind of liked it. I don't want to read too I mean, I will read too much into it. That's what I do. But there's like a kind of vulnerability to Fred when he's talking about Russell, how Russell Westbrook dresses, because he's just like, I like it. Yeah. He's like, but I could never do it. And I think like that's interesting to me. And a lot of people do feel that way about style and like the limits of what you can wear, because there aren't actually any. Yeah. It's just like your own imposed limits on like what you think suits you. Yeah. Um, but I thought that was like, you know, a nice like human like vulnerable moment for Fred. I agree. Very, uh, it's nice to get these guys out in the open, man. And Serge does such a good job of like, and this is going to be the thing I miss most about Serge whenever he's not on the team anymore. I mean, the basketball part of it is great, but he has opened up the sort of inner workings of the team in a way no one really has ever done before. And maybe like some other guy will come along in the future and do similar stuff. But Serge is just so easy for everybody to like and open up to and just be fun and screw around with. And he's easy to like Mm -hmm. rip on too. So you get that side of people too. Um, I just, I I love Serge Ibaka and I I extend him. (laughs) Just do it. I don't care. Uh, 
just I want this around as much as possible with uh, with Raptors. Just players. for the side content alone. Yeah, I mean, what the hell else would we be doing on a Saturday morning? Exactly. <laughs> uh, I think that's probably a good place to leave it, Katie. Thank you so All much right. for uh, taking the time today and and joining me for another one of our meandering chats uh, <laughs> uh for those who are podcast listeners we're gonna have an episode monday most likely after the mavs game and then probably not an episode until friday so just keep that in mind uh, as we go through the uh, holiday week katie thanks so much for coming on do you have anything you'd like to plug right now um yeah if you haven't read my lowry kyle lowry article uh on uprox give it a read i, I really enjoyed writing it a lot um it kind of it, it didn't start as it out to be like a lowry thing but as most things i want to write do it became one mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah and i just think like it can't be said enough of how it can be a little bit scary putting all like you know the expectations on one person but again like i talk about in that piece he's never actually been better equipped to do it yeah than he is now yeah, it's a really good piece. Go read it at Up Rocks. Um, yeah, Kyle is like one of the most interesting and fun people to write about in the whole world. And absolutely, there's so much good Lowry stuff out there too. Like Colin McGowan's a really good Lowry writer too. Yes, um, and he also loves Lowry. Yeah, I think there's a thing like if you love writing about him, there's something about him that you're trying to always get through because he, for someone who seems like. You know, he can be quiet. He he's like keeps his personal life personal, but there's still like a tremendous amount of layers to the guy. Yeah. And as a writer, you're just always trying to burrow into those. Yeah, and his arc is so fascinating. And just like the fact that a lot of people don't see it, I can see that being sort of why writing about him is appealing too. Because it's like, see it. Just like, see what I'm seeing, please. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And if you read Katie's piece, you will see what we're all seeing, hopefully. Um, so do that basketball feelings as well anything coming yes. down the pipe there yeah i, I heard everybody um <laughs> though i think everybody's feeling a lot better than we were with the injuries but i gotta i'll do something up this weekend awesome yeah. uh all right i think that is going to do it thank you so much katie and uh thank you. i don't think i'm going to talk to you before christmas so have a lovely christmas and we will uh we'll talk to you on the other side for sure <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We'll see you in the in the afterlife. Uh, <laughs> follow Katie at Whatevs. Uh, you can find me at Woodley Sean. Subscribe, rate, review, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, all the places to get your podcast. It's very much appreciated. Uh, if you, yeah, I'll be back on Monday, and I'll wish everybody a happy holiday then. But if you're starting your celebration of a different holiday, or or just doing a week long Christmas like I'm doing, uh, have a wonderful time. It's a great time of year, and uh, have a festive, happy time. Enjoy watching the Raptors beat the piss out of Kristaps Porzingis on Sunday. That's gonna do it. We'll be back again on Monday, as I said, and we'll talk to you then with another episode of Locked On Raptors. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.